This is Stories from Central Mass Podcast, and I'm your host, Mike. And I'm sitting in a parking lot for the last two and a half hours, waiting for my daughter to get her hair dyed. Welcome back to school, kids. When I was about 11 years old, I had a Red Rider BB gun. I may have told you a story in the, in the past about accidentally shooting my sister with it. Now, do I have my grandfather to blame for getting me that gun? Do I have my own stupidity? My parents? I don't know. My grandma Dot made me promise when I was a kid I'd never ride a motorcycle. And she was not keen on me having a BB gun. In fact, I don't believe we told her for a long time. But she's also the same woman who, when she was going to the package store to buy beers for Sunday's cookout happened to take a St. Pauli girl display. You know, the one with the girl coming off the side of the can with the big boobs and the jugs of beer. And she gave it to me. It ended up being a whole stack of posters. She said, here, it's a BB gun target. I'm not sure what I should think about that. Love you, Graham. Miss you. in Cub Scouts I went on a father-son overnighter a camping trip a bunch of my friends my father my grandfather even went earlier in the week when I was at a Cub Scout meeting because I went to Cub Scouts in uh, kind of the inner city some punky kind of kids were in our troop but whatever not really the inner city what I'm talking about, but nevertheless, I heard some other kid call someone else, another kid a peckerhead. I had no concept of what that truly meant. In fact, I thought it was a Woody Woodpeckerhead. I thought it was like you were calling someone a screwball or something. You know what I mean? So I retained that information from that Cub Scout meeting. No one reprimanded the kid who said it because it wasn't their kid. They were just dead mothers or whatever. They just all looked at each other and were like, all right, boys, knock it off. So we're on the overnighter. And we're making a campfire. We're roasting marshmallows. And what do young boys do every time there's a fire? They got to go get a stick and just poke it at it. They're not cooking marshmallows anymore. They just have burning little torches. Before someone lost an eye or got burnt really bad, my father was telling everyone to knock it off and throw the sticks in the fire. And I was feeling pretty full of myself, kind of being a little disobedient. And I was like, make me peck ahead. My father, who you do not say things like this to, nor have I ever said anything like this to my father. I didn't know what I was saying. Looked at me and said, what? I said, Peckerhead, make me Peckerhead. And he said, what? And I said, did you not hear me? I said, Peckerhead. And he was like, and then he realized there's no possible fucking way that I knew what I was saying. So he let it slide. There was some other kids, parents there, fathers that were like, oh, I'd whoop his ass if he said that to me. And I started to realize, what the hell's the big deal? I mean, it's a little disrespectful to call your dad a Woody Woodpecker head. Oh, man, I can't believe I said that to him. 
So needless to say, he doesn't do anything about it then. We go through the whole camping trip the whole weekend. I get home, maybe a week goes by. My father's talking to me about school or something like that. And I must have been sassing him back a little bit, which I didn't do much of. But things would tick him off if he didn't do what he was supposed to do. And that got brought up in his mind again. He said, yeah, and you're lucky I didn't kill you for calling me a peckerhead when we were camping. I'm like, well, what's the big deal? He's like, what do you mean, what's the big deal? I'm like, yeah, what's the big deal? He's like, that's like calling me a dickhead. And I was like, I shrank in my seat. I thought for sure he was going to kill me. He's like, I didn't do anything about it then. I'm not going to do anything about it now because I realize you didn't know what you were saying. But make sure if you're ever going to say anything about anybody, you know goddamn well what the hell you're saying. He's like, I was never so embarrassed in my life, but then I realized you didn't know what you were doing. I was, I felt like the size of an ant. I was so upset with myself for saying that. I love my dad. I would have never, ever said that. I thought I was just being funny. He knew it, but it was so embarrassing. I mean, I'm cringing right now talking about it. I know this is supposed to be a funny story, but just imagine you, 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 I don't even know how old I was, like eight, nine years old, sounding out the words pecker head to your dad after you've said it three times. Oh, I'm lucky to be standing here, kids. You know, you don't, you don't say shit like that to my dad. Anyway, love you. Talking about Cub Scout camp brings me back to camp. My daughter went this year. She went to a 4-H camp or a 4-H affiliated. She had a good time. It was day camp. Because of COVID, she was going to stay over, but she didn't. You know. She kind of wanted to, then she didn't. She didn't know what she wanted to do. But I think back, I went to Weeblow's camp by myself after that uh, father-son overnighter thing. And I went for a week. And uh, it was fun and everything. You know, I did archery. Um, actually, the Weeblow's camp is what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about the year after, because I became a Boy Scout. I was a little bit older. However old you are, I was playing Pop Warner football at the time, so maybe 6th, 7th grade, somewhere in there, maybe, I don't know. So at any rate, I had just moved from that troop that I just spoke about when I lived in the neighborhood I live in now, which is only about two miles away, but back then they used to have different troops all over the city. Apparently now there's only like one or two. So I was coming to meet the new kids in my neighborhood, and they weren't the kids I played football with, maybe one. They weren't the kids I went to school with. They were just these random dudes. My grandfather knew the scout troop master. He sent me uh, to kind of just make new friends, like, you know. So I went to a couple of meetings. The meetings kept getting, kept being on Thursday night. I had football practice. I kept skipping them. So someone was coming up. My parents wanted me to go to camp. And because I had joined late in the Boy Scouts, um, they had scheduled a trip to Washington, D.C. And through insurance or whatever the rules were or whatever, they just didn't have room for me to go. So I went to Treasure Valley Boy Scout Camp, the same camp I went to for Weeblos, but it was for Boy Scouts, but without a troop. So they send you there to camp for a week to stay with what they called the Treasure Valley Troop, which was kids from foreign exchange students from, like, uh, you know, Germany and Switzerland and stuff that came. 
and derelict kids from the city who were like at risk <laughs> and uh, an entire troop from where who just didn't get their shit together and didn't feel like cooking for themselves so because we ate in a mess hall all the other kids that had their own troops cooked every day for themselves so they are, their whole troop was there so it was this whole troop from where which I didn't know any of these kids and it was, there was a couple of them were alright and then there was three or four guys from Europe and some really bad kids from the inner city in Worcester. And I've not, I have not really partaken in Boy Scouts all summer long. I mean, I mean, all all year long. I've, I've been going. I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't even have my tenderfoot. I was still a scouter. It's like the badge they give you when you just so you have something. So my parents are like, hey, you gonna make some merit badges, some skill awards, or whatever? You know, do something while you're there. You know, kind of catch up on this because they were into me doing it. My dad did it. My grandfather was a scout leader for my uncle and. He was quasi still into it. So I'm like, yeah, sure. So I get there and I get looped in with a bunch of uh, bad kids, for lack of a better term. And, um, you know, I didn't sign up for anything. All I did was go and shoot guns. You know, the 22 range, one of my free time. Uh, the archery range. And I took out boats, canoes, and went swimming. My parents were so pissed. I was supposed to have gotten all these skill awards and badges and stuff. Not really pissed. They're just like, really? You went through? What'd you do? I'm like, I don't know. I hung out with two kids that didn't speak English. And there was a bunch of bad kids there. And I really didn't enjoy myself. <laughs> I mean, I had a good time swimming and stuff. But when it came to all the scouting and everything, I was a weird kid. You know, you're going to put me in a situation like that. I don't, I don't really know what I'm going to do. You know, so I hung out with some German kid that just read a lot. And, you know, liked to go in the sailboat. So we go up in the sailboat. Which was an excuse to, you know, just go out in the middle of the lake, tip it over, and go swimming. You know, if you were at the waterfront, you had to have the buddy system, and they're whistling, and all that shit, and you gotta, like, hold hands every two minutes. But, if you just get a life jacket, and a kid doesn't speak English, you can go, uh, cruise around a little sunfish sailboat in the middle of Browning Pond. And when you want to fall in, you just tip it over. So, at any rate, I just, I, I thought I'd have some better stories about scouting and everything. Because, you know, I, I really... I got hit in the ear with a rock. I remember that. I remember when that was, but... You know, don't throw rocks, kids. Because I had one... Probably from about six feet away from one of my friends. And he just whipped a rock and it shot out of his hand. And cracked me right in the ear. And I think he still have a scar from that. So... Now that I've had some stories that go nowhere... And you've just heard me talk about some Cub Scout, Boy Scout camp stuff... You've probably already shut this off... But uh, I got plans to do a um, a memorial uh, podcast for the um, for a certain date in December of 1999 on my, the night before my 23rd birthday. I'm gonna do it with my buddy Vin, and um, it was about some firefighters that uh, lost their lives fighting a fire, and I happened to come across this fire, and I was just gonna tell you about how my night was. Because I talk about comedy a lot. And I happen to be going to the Aku Aku Chinese restaurant that night. To go see Michael Winslow. And if you don't know who that is. That's the dude who made all the funny noises in Police Academy. And it just so happened to be within a quarter mile of where this horrendous fire took place. And it happened to be the eve of my 23rd birthday. So it was a weird night, and me and Vin are going to talk about it and really uh, tell you how our night went and all the different things that happened, and, um, you know, we'll see how it goes. 
Thank you for listening. This has been Real Stories from the Highway Patrol. Or as I should have said, Stories from Central Mass Podcast. I'm your host, Mike. Feliz Navidad.